Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo. We are back for another episode of the Snake Pit. And of course, I'm joined by the master of the DDT, the guy fresh off of AEW TV. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. What's up, Jake? Oh, man. How you doing, man? Man, I could not possibly be better, but certainly not as good as you. Uh, you know, you were just on national TV. And Jake, not only did you, uh, you know, of course, get to make an appearance in front of that national audience, but you got a little revenge against not one, but two people. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, man. Just, uh, just not going to take any more bullshit. <laughs> Basically, if uh, somebody does something, I'm going to walk over there and knock the dog shit out of them. Now, Lance Archer might not like you getting involved while you're on the outside, but I can say uh, pretty definitively that the fans seem to like it. Yeah, the fans love it. I wish they didn't, but... Archie just needs to bite the bullet and let me go ahead and do what I'm going to do. Man, I couldn't agree more. Plus, you know, I think everybody, I heard some DDT chants whenever you punched uh, Prince Nana the other night. So it's like, hey, something might be coming. You never know. That's, that's the thing about the DDT. You just never know when you're going to get it. But I'll tell you what, we do know what we're going to get here on the show uh, because this week we are taking our second look back at Mid-Atlantic Wrestling uh, in late 1981 after you just arrived in the territory. This month it's uh, September into October. 
And, you know, ordinarily, as I'm going through this stuff, I'm like, uh, you know, it's kind of the same month to month. He's working with the same guys. They have logging programs here. Nope, not in this case. Uh, You are all over the place. You're bumping up against some real legends. And I cannot wait to talk to you about it this month, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so. At this time, Austin Idol is in the territory, and he's a guy we will likely not have many opportunities to talk about here on the show. An impressive look, a good promo, and a guy who clearly had some staying power because he's still active in pro wrestling today with NWA. Um, Here in October, you'd work a singles match with him. Did you get much time around him, and what did you think of his work? Oh, his work was... uh... Let me see how I can say this. (laughs) It was paper bag worthy. Oh, wow. Um, he's a showman. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, he's not going to give you a bunch of wrestling. And uh, whatever he does is done with kid gloves. Okay. So you'd be out there with him uh, waiting for, for something, and uh, he's coming at you a little late. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't break no eggs. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you were not the first person to talk about him in those terms. I think it was Jerry Lawler or somebody like that described him as being a marginal worker uh, who who really got by on looks and his promo skills. I mean, you know, obviously the full package is ideal in wrestling, but I'm curious about your opinion, Jake. Is it more important to be a great worker or to have a strong character like Austin had? I think it's more important to be a great worker for longevity. Ah, okay. You know, um, you might have a look. How long is that look going to last? Five, ten years? That's a good point. And uh, the upkeep on that's a lot harder than learning how to work. You know, I, I heard Scott, I think it was Scott Hall once said, uh, it, it was like Kevin Nash came out and he was like flexing as they were getting ready to go to the ring or something. And when they got backstage, uh, Hall was like, hey man, don't flex. He was like, because your body's going to be the first thing that goes. Yeah, yeah which is just smart. Like it's, you know, kind of protecting yourself and your longevity. If you're not making it yourself a body guy in wrestling. Absolutely. Now uh, here in mid Atlantic, did you feel like a limited work rate like Austin had uh, would create a ceiling for him or, you know, was he, do you think he was going to go on to have success regardless of not being a technician? He wasn't going to be there long. Ah. Um, I dreaded working with him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, personally, he's a great guy. I have no bitch with him, no beef, nothing. But working with him is a is a lesson where you have to work around him. Gotcha. You know, that's the key. If you get out work around him, you're done. Now, I've heard guys like Ted DiBiase describe working around a guy like Junkyard Dog, which is essentially, uh, Ted described it as you put him in the center of the ring and you just take bumps around him. It was the same deal with Austin Idol? Yep. Gotcha. So probably not a a super easy night off for you. Nope. Now, uh, Jake, while we're on the subject, did you ever get the full story on Austin Idol's plane crash with Gary Hart and Bobby Shane? 
You know, I've heard that story from Gary Hart. And uh, it was a horrible story, man. Uh, wow. You surprised me with that one. Yeah, uh, Bobby Shane would actually be killed in that crash. Did you get to know Bobby Shane at all? No, I never met Bobby. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, you know, as I was doing research on this, they were saying, like, the guy seemed like he had this super bright future, so pretty yeah, he, pretty crazy thing to have happen. Yeah, he had a great future in front of him, man, and uh, he got pinned in the plane, man. And his greatest fear was drowning. And that's how he went. He drowned. Dude, that is terrifying. I didn't know that detail. Yeah. Uh, Gary Hart actually went back to the plane twice and pulled people out. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's uh, kudos to him. I believe he, he got idle out of there. And he got somebody else out of there, too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I know that Idol uh, did not want to fly for a long time after that. And, I mean, hard to blame him. <laughs> yeah. Can you blame him? Um, I know that you and Cheryl would fly with uh, with Ronnie Garvin. But aside from that, were you ever getting on those small, kind of more dangerous planes? Yeah, I've done it several times. Nerve-wracking for you? Not so much. I mean, the odds are are against you ever getting into a plane crash, even on one of those smaller planes. But, man, that is, uh, you know, after Ric Flair getting in, in one, and then, you know, of course, this awful story about Bobby Shane, it's like, eh, I'd probably think twice a little. You might think about it. You just got to be comfortable who's flying the damn thing, you know, trusting them. And uh, I trust Ronnie Garvin totally. I mean, after the way that he had uh, protected you in the ring, <laughs> so to speak, yeah, I guess you could probably trust him. Although, I don't know, sometimes you guys really beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> well, uh, on the final episode of September 81, you are all over the place creatively. You're continuing the issue with Ole Anderson and Piper, but you're also a run-in at the end of a match won by the Grappler and the Super Destroyer uh, to try and scuffle with them for cheating to win. Um, I, we know that you're still tight with the grappler, Len Denton, to this day. Um, but let's talk about the Super Destroyer a little bit. What can you tell us about Scott Irwin? Big son of a bitch, man. He was big, good worker, uh, smooth. Hated his finish. God, I hated his goddamn finish. <laughs> what was it? Superplex. Oh, boy. Yeah, Bill Watts had him give me that damn thing for about two weeks straight down in Louisiana. Oh, no. Yeah, every night. Every night. Not one, two. Is that a rib from Watts? There it is. <laughs> Jesus, man. Two, take two of them a night. I think most people know what a superplex is, but in case you don't and you're listening to this, that's where Jake would be sitting on top of the top rope, and this guy would hook him for a vertical suplex from the top rope all the way down into the ring. He would stand on the top rope. Oh. Yeah. And he was 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> it was a long damn ways down, man. So, I mean, just doing some simple math here, you're whatever, 6'5", yourself. 
Uh, so, I mean, you're crashing down whatever it is. I mean, your feet are 13 feet in the air at, at the top. Yeah. Actually, more than that, because he's on top of the top rope. So, right. <laughs> so that is that is a hell of a fall. I'll be looking at 18 feet, 20 feet. And you're Just doing two of those. Just for a rip. Oh, God. Brutal, man. Yeah, just for a rip from that no good fucking piece of shit, Bill Watts cocksucker. <laughs> we all know how much you love Bill. Uh, stop teasing. Yeah. Um, those rings back then were not exactly forgiving either, were they? They were not forgiving rings. Now I've heard about the rings in the South being like a little bit easier to bump on than what the, what people were experiencing up in uh, in Connecticut. Would you agree with that or no? No, it's still brutal no matter where you are. You know, they still hurt you. I'll bet. You know, uh, the, the rings up north were, were a little stout. <laughs> uh, that's why guys didn't do much in them. <laughs> no, I mean, you would see somebody take, like, I, I have a real memory of, like, Mick Foley getting suplexed off of a cage or something into the ring, and that ring just, you don't see it bounce or anything. It's like, he might as well just hit fucking hit cement. The cement's probably softer. <laughs> just, whew, no thank you. Um, Scott's brother Bill Irwin is going to go on to be the goon in the WWF while you're back with the company from 96 to 97. Jake, as a guy who once pitched a mole gimmick for Jim Neidhart, what was your opinion on the goon? I think I think the goon was a great gimmick. Did you really? Sure. But they pushed it. You know? Yeah, he's a ruffian, man. He's, he's a hockey player. His whole thing is to go in there and just punch and swing. It's great. That is not the answer I was expecting from you at all. Wow. See, there you go. How about that? You still say we're over a year into this and you're still surprising me here and there. There you go. Um, I mean, was the timing maybe not right for the goon gimmick? I mean, it was like the NWO was in full swing. Austin was emerging. It's the bottom line. The bottom line is if you're going to push the guy or not. And they weren't going to ever push him. Ever. Mm -hmm. All he was done, he was brought in to be a colorful jobber. That's it. Him, TJ Hopper. Oh, yeah, TL. All those guys were brought in to be job guys. They just wanted to dress him up and try to make some type of character out of him. Get more mileage out of him that way. That is puzzling because, I mean, every time you go to a new city, there's like, there's some local promoter that you can call and get job guys from. So, like, why have them on the payroll? It's just weird. Well, because you can trust them to do a better job than these local guys. Okay, I got you. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, all right, we can go back to 1981. I just figured we, we ought to talk about Bill while we were there. Um, so was it your preference to work with guys in the ring that you have familiarity with, uh, or were you looking to get reps with new opponents? I ask because I mean, it, it kind of feels like you're, you're leaning toward working with the grappler again here. Like you had in mid South. I would love to have done that. My guy would go out there and lit the house on fire, but they didn't want it. Were you happy to get reps with new opponents, or were you like, damn, I, I wish I would have gotten Len instead? You know, whatever's put out there, I'm going to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
I just want it to be a good product. You know, have a great match, uh, do a finish that means something, you know, a match that means something, and, and keep moving forward. That's about a line. So at this age, you're just young and hungry, and you're just trying to achieve wherever. Like, hey, give me whatever creative. I'll just do it as well as I can. Yeah. That's it. Well, uh, by the end of this episode, we're kind of back on track creatively. Uh, the Grappler is going to interfere in a match between Jay Youngblood and Oli to give Youngblood the DQ win. Yourself and Outlaw Ron Bass come out to break things up before all of you go into a promo to close the show. So, Jake, it's late September here, and now, since arriving in Mid-Atlantic in August, you've been associated with Steamboat, Leroy Brown, Ron Bass, and now Jay Youngblood. So it kind of feels like they're still trying to figure out how exactly you fit into the picture here, huh? Yeah, and I argued I didn't want to be in a, a tag match. I thought I was better off in the singles. Right out of the gate, you were saying, hey, come on, just put me in singles. Man, I can shine in a single, but a tag match, man, I don't like them. Yeah, it's, I mean, especially coming off your run in Mid-South, where, again, you were with Len Denton, and you were starting to kind of feel yourself as a wrestler, and now all of a sudden it's like, it, it, it has to feel like a step backwards for them to sit, to uh, put you in a tag team as opposed to trusting you in singles competition. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, in a singles match, you go out there and you paint the whole picture any way you want to. But the tag match, you go out there and start painting the picture, and the guy comes behind you and marks it off and starts a different picture. Oh. You know, and just totally frustrating. Totally frustrating. Now, uh, Jay Youngblood, however, is another dude you're going to go on to tag with while you're there in Mid-Atlantic. Um, and, Jake, I recently saw this really funny promo with Youngblood where he's doing a, a promo with Bob Cottle, and right in the middle of it, he says fuck by accident. He's like, this fucking guy out here <laughs> or whatever. And it was great. Uh, I mean, what can you tell us about Jay Youngblood? He's a good kid, man. You know, he just... Uh... Jay was there to have a party. Mm. A good time. Yeah, that, that's what he was all about, man. Uh, yeah. Sad that he's gone. But here he is. Yeah, watching the promos with him, uh, he just reminds me of like those guys in high school that were stoners. Like he's just got that type personality to him. Um, which is it's cool and it kind of works. Like he seems like an interesting character. Um, it has been reported, though, that he could be a little bit more challenging to work with, especially when it came to deciding wins and losses in the ring. Did you ever see any of that from him? No, I didn't. Okay, pretty agreeable when you were around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's also worth noting here that one of the guys you were working with on a few live events during this time was Jacques Goulet, who most fans are going to remember better as René Goulet. He'll yeah. He's going to retire as an active wrestler in 1986, but he's going to work as a road agent for the WWF from 86 to 97. So I'm guessing you spent probably more time around him during that period. Uh, what can you tell us about Renee? Unfortunately, I spent time around him. <laughs> okay. Not all good memories with Renee. Uh, why is that? Well, he wasn't going to bump. Mm. You know, uh, no arm drag here, you know. <laughs> You got very little out of him. <laughs> uh, he'd uh, he'd done his time, and uh, 
He just wanted to protect himself completely. So at this period, he was just kind of an older dude. So you're treating him similarly as you would a, a guy like JYD, as we discussed, where you, you're just going to be the primary bump taker. You're limited. Get over it. Um, what about as a road agent? I mean, he he was there for a long time, so obviously he was doing something, right? Agent. Did a good job. Um, what exactly are the duties for a road agent in the WWF during, like, the late 80s? Like, are they just helping book matches, or how does that go? Uh, they, they set up the matches. They make sure that the guys are somewhat straight enough to have a good match. <laughs> so so they're like uh, seeing how dilated people's pupils are before they go out there right can this guy really walk <laughs> occasionally they'll have a drug test and, uh, their job then is to watch the peckers no way that's their job yeah they have to watch them because guys were bringing things in and cheating on the drug tests <sighs> That's a weird spot for a guy like Renee to be in. Is one of the boys, or formerly one of the boys, now he's got to come up to you and say, like, hey, dude, come to the bathroom with me. Well, he got he got to do that. And another guy that got to do it was uh, AWA champion. What was his name? Uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Bockwinkle. No shit. Yeah. In fact, the boys made a song up for him. You know? He's a better watcher. He's a better watcher. <laughs> go by. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, AWA champions of pickle washing. <laughs> Man, uh, I I expect us to go a lot of directions on this one, but never to uh, Nick Bockwinkle staring at penises. Yeah. Oh man, what a what a weird weird position for him to be in. Uh, so you're telling me that both Nick Bockwinkle and Renee got to see the snake? Oh yeah. How about that? There you yeah. go. There you go, boys and girls. A little, little, you never know what you're going to learn here on the show. All right, guys, time to take a minute to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and how they're about to make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. It's coming down to the wire in the NFL playoffs as we are under a week away from the NFC and AFC championship games. As of this moment, we've got Baltimore at minus three and a half headed into their game with the Chiefs. Can Taylor Swift cheer Kansas City on to victory? How about the NFC Championship? San Fran is at minus six and a half against a Detroit team that is looking like an unstoppable force so far in the playoffs. It's time for you to get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SNAKEPIT. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with our code SNAKEPIT. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Um, do you ever recall Renee helping you with creative or was he just more like one of those guys like, oh yeah, what do you have in mind? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't learning much from him. He was just oh. like, oh, God. okay. <laughs> okay. Well, as we come into October, you continue to get shuffled around with partners. Uh, you're facing the Grappler and the Super Destroyer on live shows on October 1st and 12th. But in the first match, you'll be paired with Steve Muslin. And on the second, you've got Paul Jones. Now, uh, do you think this was just about who is in the towns and available to work with on any given day? Or why do you think all this weird hokey pokey? They didn't have a fucking clue, man. They didn't have a clue. Like, it's it's just really bizarre, and it, it does seriously feel like they're just kind of booking on the fly. Like, you show up, and they're like, okay, well, Jake's here. Uh, we know he's, you know, feuding with these two. Fuck it. Steve's over there. Get in there, Steve. Yeah. Exactly. They did. Well, Paul Jones is a Texas boy like yourself, and later he'd go on to manage you briefly with Dory Funk Jr. in uh, 1983. I'll admit that I don't know much about the guy, but I know he's highly regarded. Can you talk to us a little bit about Paul? Paul was a mainstay in the Carolinas for years. You know, uh, he put 20 years in there. So he knew something. But uh, he, was a, he was a solid worker. Yeah, no, he had a he had a long career. And I, I think a lot of fans are going to remember Paul as a manager during the latter years of JCP. Yeah. The Paul Jones Army. Um, good to work with as a tag team partner. Anyway, yeah, as long as you want to do all the work. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So, work. so that that's probably going to negate my next question, which was, you know, he's been working since the '60s, so obviously this is a veteran. At this time, you're whatever, 26 or 27. Um, are you learning stuff from these guys? Are they offering you information? No. No. Nobody was trying to help you out? No. Like, what's the... I know that you were always great about helping young talents. So what's the mentality here? They were lazy, man. They were, they were at the end of the road. And they knew it. And they just wanted to hold on. Mm. And unfortunately, I'm trying to get going. So I have to kick it into high gear just to get something out of the match. Oh. Very frustrating. So they see a young guy like you, great worker, great look, uh, great promo, and they're just like, well, this guy's coming from my fucking spot. They knew that I was going to keep moving. Mm. And uh, 
probably up. And uh, that they didn't like that. They didn't like that. They would have, they would have held me down any way they could. Crazy to think about that mindset, but I get, again, you know, I guess to paint the picture for our listeners, like this is, you know, this is still like the days of some of these guys were working on fairgrounds like this, you know, very carny period of time in pro wrestling. So I, I sort of get it where these guys are just trying to think of their own paychecks, but man, it's after a while, it's, you got to give up the damn ghost and help some younger talent. It's old, man. It really gets old. Well, the, you're not done working with these veteran guys yet. You're going to call out Ole Anderson on TV for defending his tag team, not defending his tag team titles in two months. And the next week, yourself and Paul are going to end up getting a tag team title shot against Ole and a masked partner who's calling himself the Super Destroyer. Let's drop in on the final minutes of this one. Okay, the alleged Super Destroyer has got you hooked. By the way, for our listeners, this stuff is really easy to access. You can find it on WWE Network. A lot of it is just found online as well. This is from October 1981, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. Okay, Jake is making his way back to his feet. Tommy Young checking in on you there. Super Destroyer gives you a knee to the gut. Shoots you off. Reversed it. And... Oh, Jake with the big knee to the face. Oh, but he tags out right away, and here comes Oli to cut off that hot tag. Okay, Oli with the big slam on you. Misses the elbow. There's the hot tag. Paul Jones is coming in. Like a house of fire. Whooping Oli's ass. Beating on the Super Destroyer now. Big backdrop. Paul is coming, going after it. There we go, Jake. You're you're in there to help him out as uh, Oli and Super Destroyer try to team up. There's a big knee to Super Destroyer. Oli goes down. Tommy Young's trying to get your ass out of there. You guys are ping ponging uh, Oli back and forth. This is good stuff. All right, orders restored. You're back on the outside. Super Destroyer makes his way back in. Takes a big slam. Oh, now wait a minute. He's reaching down into his trunks. He's got the gimmick. He's loading his mask. Big headbutt to Paul Jones. Tommy Young counts to one, two, three. That's it. You're in shock. Super Destroyer and Ole are on their way out. Okay, so... Poor Paul Jones get the screw job finish there. Um, but Jake, that was not the super destroyer there at the end of the match. Uh, I'm asking you to reach back now. It's 43 years. Do you remember who the guy under the mask was for this? No clue. Yeah, that was Gene Anderson, Jake. Was. Uh, which it was, it was. And uh, apparently after this, they would beat up Paul and whip him and you would unmask him revealing to everybody that it was gene anderson so uh i mean pretty cool and i know you're not a big fan of Oli, but what did you think about stepping into the ring during this stage of your career again your late 20s uh and you're with a legendary tag team uh, it was all right man you know it just it was a new way of working mm. they weren't going to be high flyers and uh they did a lot of hardcore wrestling, you know, really get in there and grind it out. Um, just a little backstory. Gene Anderson and I became roommates. Really? Yeah. 
How? Yeah. Just crazy shit happened, man. We became roommates. That was that that opened the door for some wild times. <laughs> so during this period of time you were rooming with him? Yeah. Yeah. And he just his wife had just divorced him. All right. So he wasn't in a good mood. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So you're the young guy living with a veteran during this period. Yeah. And uh, he's not in a great mood all the time because he had just lost his wife. Right. All right. So, uh, I mean. It... Bringing people through the house, you know, I mean. Wait a minute. You're bringing people through the house? Yeah, yeah. Have a little fun. <laughs> okay. So, so you're still young and you're still trying to have a good yeah. time here in this new territory. And, and this dude is way older than you, probably oh, just trying to relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he the free antics. Let's just say that. Oh man. Good stuff. Uh, and it would have been your first time meeting Gene during this period, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord. So this is a man you've never really been around before. He's significantly older than you, a veteran in wrestling, and you're just trying to be a young guy. Yep. Oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, I think it's worth noting that Gene helped develop that traditional Anderson style of wrestling where they work on one body part and wear it down. Like, for example, they might spend the entire match working on an arm and then win the match with an arm bar. Um, so it's pretty basic, easy to follow for the audience. But, uh, you know, even the basic presentation with the Andersons, they became a household name and one of the most feared teams in mid-Atlantic. Uh, what do you think of presenting wrestling in that way? Great. Yeah. Great, they were hardcore, man. They were hardcore before there was hardcore. Yeah, I mean, the style, you know, again, these guys are coming from the previous generation. So, I mean, there is a difference in style for sure, where it's it kind of resembled a little bit more of a, uh, like an amateur style, slower pace, stuff like that. So how was it adjusting to that type of ring work? It was easy. They just beat the hell out of you. <laughs> 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 you were you were the primary bump taker in that one again, and you wound up yeah. giving Paul Jones the hot tag. So, I mean, is that the position you wanted to be in, or would you have preferred to be the hot tag guy? Well, you give him the hot tag, and he gets beat. Okay. I guess it's not that bad of a position, you know. And not that bad for him because he gets to come in and just lay down real quick or not bad for you? Not that bad for me. I didn't get beat. Ah, okay. Which is, again, uh, you know, it's a crucial element here in this match where you are wrestling these two veterans and you don't get your shoulders pinned. So it's, it's, it is a big deal. Um, well, we were just talking about styles and speaking of styles, uh, you know, I can't let one of these go by without asking you a little bit about Oli. Uh, Arn Anderson has said on his podcast, Arn, that when you worked with Oli, he gave you absolutely nothing and you had to work for everything you got. Uh, what exactly does that mean for somebody who isn't quite as familiar with the inner workings of wrestling? It means that he's not going to put it out there on a silver platter. You got to go out there and get it. Hmm. If you want the arm, you got to take that damn arm. You better hold on to it because if he gets away, he gets away. <laughs> you know, he, he don't he don't play around. He makes you work for it. He'll give it to you, but you're going to have to fight him for it. It's awesome, I think. Okay. Makes sense to me. 
so it creates a sense of realism where it's like if you snatch somebody by the arm of course they're going to try to pull away and that's what he's going to do so if you want to get your arm bar in you need to hold on for dear life you got to fight him for it which makes it real I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, look, Oli's got, he's developed a bad reputation for kind of eating up younger guys. But I mean, like, I'm sure that that's probably just the way that he learned to do wrestling, right? Yep. Um, so, uh, Jake, the next week you're out on TV talking to David Crockett and Bob Cottle about the screw job at the hands of the Andersons. And you've got an absolutely legendary partner there ready to back you up. Do you remember who that was by any chance? I know you're there paired with Wahoo McDaniel. I mean, you know, you want to talk about a damn legend. Uh, you know, it's you've been jumping around from partner to partner here. Being paired with Wahoo, did it have you feeling a little bit more optimistic about being in a tag team? Damn right. Maybe yeah. like going somewhere. Yeah, man. It's I mean, look, it's you can't really overstate how popular Wahoo was and what a legend he was in this territory. So, I mean, you know, it's it's a huge, huge thing for you to be paired with him this early in your run. Now, I've heard some guys say that they like to be paired with established veterans, uh, but others say that they don't like it because that means that they have to adjust their style. Uh, it's safe to assume that you were good with, you know, being paired here. It was all right. It was all right. I'd still rather be in a singles match, though. Okay. You know, uh, Wahoo's great, great guy, great uh, partner, but it makes you fight that much harder to try to get over because everybody's watching him. And I don't imagine the Wahoo, like, you're clearly going to be the guy starting the match and taking all the bumps and then giving Wahoo the hot tag. Um, and I don't picture Wahoo being the one to get his shoulders pinned to the mat when you guys lose to the Andersons. So Thank <laughs> so you're coming in there doing all the work, and then at the end you're going to get pinned in all likelihood. Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you mentioned in our last Mid-Atlantic episode that Wahoo could be tough to work against because he'd hit you anywhere between your stomach and your face with those chops. Uh, um, how about teaming up with him a little bit better? Yeah, much better. You get to watch him brutalize people. <laughs> Is it you calling the matches or Wahoo or the Andersons or how would that go? Just a street fight. Okay, so it's you, you guys are just going out there throwing down. Yeah. Well, probably some pretty fun, believable stuff. There is no way that anybody but you is selling in a match where it's the Andersons and Wahoo McDaniel and you. Um, I mean, it's three legends and you're the new guy. What type of pressure would that put on you to perform? Made me fight for my life. And uh, it was good for me. It was good for me. So you felt like that was a, a good learning circumstance for you? Sure, sure it was. I had to fight from underneath and come out and, and still not. I had to constantly escape things that they're doing to me. Mm. And when you do that, it makes you stronger. You understand? Yes. So they had me, they had me in the corner. I'd escape out of the corner, but I wouldn't make the tag. You know, I let them get, get me back. And I'd escape again. Somehow, some way. Maybe they'd slam me. They'd go to drop an elbow. I'd roll. See, I've escaped again. I got to my feet, but damn it, I can't make that tag because he got me blocked. So, that was the lesson. 
So you're doing like all the bumps and in all likelihood taking the pinfall, but you're still coming out of this looking very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it is a really good spot to be in then. Yeah. Okay, guys, 2024 is here. It's a new year, and a lot of us are trying to get ourselves in shape. But you don't just want to tighten up when it comes to your body. You want to tighten up those pubes. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolutions shouldn't be the only thing that are well kept in 2024. It's the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is the time for you to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Just go to manscaped.com and use code SNAKEPIT for 20% off plus free shipping. Is it Happy New Year? happy new balls look guys i know that a lot of us are trying to get to the gym and get in shape and look our best but looking our best doesn't just have to do with our body it has to do with body hair don't come into 2024 looking like a damn wookie get that body hair and check with manscaped right now the mvp of 2024 is manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower it's not just a trimmer it's your grooming sidekick equipped with two skin safe blade heads a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires it's like having a personal stylist at your fingertips guys or well you know wherever you need it and did we mention it's waterproof because a trim in the shower is the only way to start the day and that makes for way way easier cleanup so you're not gonna make anybody upset with a messy bathroom and for the men out there who want the full grooming experience, look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, you get the trusted lawnmower, Manscaped's ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products with the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Yeah, it's deodorant for your balls because your armpits aren't the only thing that gets stinky, all right? As a gesture for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Because if you're still rocking those same boxers that you were wearing in high school, it's time to upgrade. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay thanks to Manscaped. It's time, guys. Take the step. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SNAKEPIT at manscaped.com. Because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Again, it's 20% off and free shipping. All you've got to do is go to manscaped.com and use our code SNAKEPIT. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business 
business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Um, we've talked before about how moving from territory to territory, is, it afforded you the luxury of learning from a bunch of different performers with different styles and mindsets. Uh, so would you say that you learned anything uh, while teaming up with Wahoo? probably did but i can't remember what it was well let me try another similar question did you learn anything that you were like hey i'm i am not going to do that in matches uh from working with wahoo <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm not going there <laughs> <laughs> all right I, I won't push the issue on that yeah. uh when it came to your wrestling philosophies at this time though i mean you had you'd done some bouncing around from calgary and and mid-south of course uh, what, who, who would you credit with, uh, giving you the most knowledge? Your dad? Buck Robley. Buck Robley. Yeah. Okay. He was the booker in Mid-South while you were there. Um, what kind of stuff did Buck teach you? Psychology. So yeah. just, just the simple basics of, of the ring essentially. Yeah. Gotcha. Like you call it, he taught me the truth of the ring. The truth of the ring being that, uh, you know, just your position is a baby face, essentially. Right. How to get over. And if you understand ba the baby faces objectives and roles, then I would assume that understanding the heels role is pretty easy after that. Do you? Now, uh, Jake, that promo wasn't bad by any means, but you aren't quite dialed in all the way like you would be a year or two after this. Um, would you say that you were feeling uncomfortable on the mic at this time? I wasn't uncomfortable, but I still hadn't found my character. Mm. And that, that was the issue. I still hadn't found out who I was. Yeah, I wasn't no fucking cowboy. <laughs> Jesus. Was there anybody along the way that you would credit with helping you uh, dial in your promo style? No. It's just reps for you. Yeah, it was me. Find me. Now, I know that you did not like Oli, of course, uh, but you both did have that same kind of delivery where you weren't going to scream and shout. It was all business all the time. You know, a simple, clear-cut delivery, um, what was going to happen whenever you stepped into the ring. And so I know it's tough to be objective when you don't like a dude, uh, but what did you think of Oli's mic work overall? Pretty damn good. Yeah. It was solid. Very solid. But he had a lot of years to learn that. Yes. And I was just getting started. I have to agree. Uh, you know, I was unfamiliar with Oli's work mostly up until about like two or three years ago. And after I started watching him and I was like, he reminds me a little bit of Jake. He's just like very piercing stare, very straightforward. So you got to give him that. He might not be a great dude, but holy shit, he could cut a promo. Yeah. Yeah, he can do that. All right, before we go, I just want to leave our listeners with a little teaser for the next one. Uh, on the next episode, we're going to talk about you teaming up with a performer who is named Sweet Ebony Diamond. Jake, can you tell our listeners who Sweet Ebony Diamond was? I'd rather not. Let them guess. 
Okay. I like that idea. All right. That'll be a little teaser for next time. Yeah. Uh, let's hit a quick fan question. We're done. Jake, uh, it's from Peter, Peter D. Hi, Jake. I hear stories about Roddy Piper being a great guy, salt of the earth, but others say he was an insufferable prick where his moods depending on his partying habits. Did you have any issues with him? I've had issues with him, but um, overall, I got along with him. You know, maybe it's because I didn't press it too much. Okay. But um, no, I got along with Roddy. One day I'm going to get you to tell the story about uh, doing like a three-day road trip with Roddy. Oh, God. <laughs> one day. One day what? we'll get there. All right, bro. Okay, guys, before we let you go, just want to remind you all that if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, you've got to hit advertise with snake.com. Jake was just back on AEW Dynamite and Collision. He's still a household name. He's still got unbelievably loyal fans. When he talks, people listen, and you can get him to talk about your stuff to the exact demographic that you're trying to target. If you want some evidence that this stuff works, just listen to our show, guys. We are always advertising for the same businesses and bringing in new businesses because they know that what we do works. Head over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com right now and make Jake the Snake Roberts your tag team partner. Come on, that's an offer you can't refuse. JakeTheSnakeShop.com has all kinds of great collectibles straight from the man himself. Jake has got a fire sale going on there right now, but that's only while supplies last. There are some amazing sculptures there on sale from the great Sin Bodhi, and Jake is signing them all. So look, don't wait until they're all gone. Get over there right now. Take a look. If you see something you want, get it, because it's going to be gone before you know it. It's jakethesnakeshop.com. Get over to cameo.com forward slash jakesnake if you want a personal message, a promo, a birthday wish, or if you just want to say hi to the legendary Jake Roberts. Here's a recent review from Anonymous. Our old partner was retiring from the police department, and he was the perfect candidate for a roast. Jake the Snake was the ideal person for this task. He absolutely nailed it. Thank you, Snake. You are the man. Look, a lot of people are going to echo those sentiments if you go and take a look at the reviews there on Cameo. People love what Jake does. He puts a ton of effort into them, and he loves doing them, and he loves having the chance to interact with all of his fans. And look, if you're a lifelong fan, you owe it to yourself to at least check it out. Again, it's cameo.com slash jakesnake. Go and order yours right now. You've got to check out the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got all this cool-looking vintage-style 80s and 90s merch. I mean, it takes you right back to those days whenever you take a look at this stuff. And by the way, we are not done yet. Rumor has it we've got a little Valentine's Day thing coming up, so stay tuned for that because it is going to be super cool. Um, and look, it's a, a big passion of mine is 80s and 90s wrestling, like many of you listening to this. And I'm trying to recapture that vibe. So we've got like WrestleFest inspired stuff, some tributes to Jake's past, uh, you know, like lesser known parts of his career. Seriously, there's just so much there. You've got to go and take a look. And I have a feeling you're going to like what you see. Again, it's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for some short clips from the show, some highlights and some exclusive content. So I just want to remind you guys, if you haven't listened to that WCCW bonus episode with baby doll that's on our page, you are seriously missing out. It is a YouTube exclusive. That means you're never going to hear it here on the podcast. You can only get it over there on YouTube. 
and it is the perfect companion piece to what we did here on the show talking about WCCW and also the release of the Iron Claw movie. So, I mean, a, a lot of people are talking about the Von Erics nowadays, and you can get even more of the story behind that. Just get over to youtube.com forward slash at Snake Pit Pod. I have a feeling you guys are really going to love what she had to say. Also, speaking of YouTube, I, I want to remind you all that the Hacksaw Hour with Hacksaw Jim Duggan is now available exclusively on the Everybody's Got a Pod YouTube page. Everybody's Got a Pod, for those of you who don't know, is the other podcast I do with Ted DiBiase. And uh, we decided that we wanted to partner up with Jim. Jim wanted a little bit more exposure on the podcast. And we thought that this was kind of the perfect marriage to put these two Hall of Famers together on one channel. Now, the first eight episodes can still only be found on adfreeshows.com, but every episode moving forward will be on this channel. That's uh, youtube.com forward slash at everybody's got a pod. And by the way, we aren't just providing the, the podcast. Jim has also got videos of his day-to-day -day activities, and the first one we posted, which was a walkthrough of Jim's house, has over 400,000 views, and it's still growing. Seriously, you've got to go and check it out, see what all the hubbub is about, because it is so cool to see Jim's place, and he has sent me a lot more videos that I still have to edit and put up there. So seriously, do yourself a favor, go and check it out, and make sure to subscribe to the page for more videos like that and the continuation of Jim's podcast, The Hacksaw Hour. Also, speaking of my podcast with Ted, I've got to ask you guys to go and do me a quick favor. The Sports Podcast Awards has made us one of our finalists for the Best Wrestling Podcast of 2024, and we need your vote to help us win. Just go to sportspodcastgroup.com and find us under the wrestling category. Cast your vote, and you're going to be doing us a really big favor if you help us out with that. It only takes a couple of minutes, so if you enjoy what we do, please help us out. Also, if you've enjoyed The Snake Pit, please like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on all platforms, because that does Jake and I a big favor. And I want to remind you all that you can get The Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. Starts at just $9. That's it. That is uh, pretty inexpensive for some incredible content and some really kind of irreplaceable memories and stories that you're not going to get anywhere else. Plus, there's so much bonus content, interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities, and so much more. I mentioned it last time, Ad-Free Shows just added the new series, Beyond Nitro, with Guy Evans. He's the author of the Nitro book that really caught fire, that Eric Bischoff personally endorses. And Guy is there providing AFS with an even deeper look into the key elements, themes, and stories discussed in that book. So if you're a fan of that Monday Night Wars era of wrestling, you've got to go and check this one out. And not to mention, uh, how about Tuesdays with the Taskmaster with one of the greatest bookers, one of the greatest wrestling minds of all time, Kevin Sullivan, Lex Express with Lex Luger, the Monday Mailbag with Mike Chioda. There's just so much great content over there. Seriously, go and check it out. If you're a wrestling fan, I know that you're going to love it. Again, it's adfreeshows.com. Go and sign up right now and become part of the Ad Free Shows family. Catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. I love looking back at the Mid Atlantic days with Jake. It is such an unexplored part of Jake's career. I absolutely love revisiting it, hearing all these old names, getting some stories that we wouldn't otherwise be hearing. And I'm excited to continue to explore those days through the remainder of 1981 and into 
1982. And I'm excited to see you guys next week right here on The Snake Pit.